0: and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And uh, this week we're going to start with some good news and then as we get to some of the other sports we'll end up with some not so great news. It's been one of those kinds of roller coaster weeks for the tech fandom.
1: Yeah I I think on last week's episode we uh I don't know I feel like we tried to strike the balance of really optimistic and you know realistic and i think the bulldogs and texters brought us that this week
0: yeah there was a little bit of oh wow yeah we got a sweep in baseball finally i guess i mean three and one's nothing to to complain about but it really did feel nice to to sweep a conference opponent in four games but then yeah the texters What's the opposite somehow...
2: of the sweep <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's about it. And, and Courtney, you made this joke off air, but yeah, the Texters lost more games than they had scheduled this week because two games <laughs> yes, got added is. halfway through the week. Uh, but I did say we'd start with some happy news, but before we get to the happy news, let's start with more sad news. Well, I guess some melancholy news? I don't know. But the, the big just overall tech sports news item this week was that Dave Nitz has decided to go baseball only in 2021 and 22 as he enters his 48th year calling LaTeX Sports. He's not hanging up his mic quite just yet, but he won't be doing football or basketball games moving forward, which is sad, expected. I mean, 48 years is a long time to do anything, let alone call several sports throughout most of a calendar year. But I will miss hearing him.
2: This During... may be inappropriate, but uh, whenever I saw a bunch of people tweeting about Dave Nitz, I was very happy that that, that was all it was.
0: Yeah, to see the breaking and then the yeah. little divider thingy and then Dave Nitz, you go, oh no, what what's happened? But it's, yeah, so I guess not sad news because it definitely could be worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there will never be anybody that calls Louisiana Tech Sports that would be better than Dave Nitz. I mean, first of all, Radio's not exactly a, a, an on-the-rise medium, right? But uh, Dave Nitz makes it worth your while to, like, honestly, I would rather listen to Dave Nitz call tech baseball than watch it on CUSA TV and listen to Rice's announcer, right? Like, I, I kind of learned that this past weekend. Now, I still watched part of it because I like visual as well, but Dave Nitz is just, you know, that's that's just the kind of, play-by-play guy he is he he's very very good at his job and he'll be sorely missed at football and basketball hopefully tech can find somebody good but it won't be a like fill his shoes situation it will be a just just try your best man (laughs) because it's gonna be hard to hard to live up to that
2: yeah, when yeah. we watch baseball and it's not uh, when it's, you know, like Rice or another team broadcasting on CUSA TV, usually Nathan will try to match up Dave Nitz's like broadcast with the actual what's going on on the TV.
0: Yeah, I've gotten very good with that tune in radio pause button to try to get them to oh, no. right
1: <laughs> see I've been using I've been using the WattEch sports app. So maybe that's maybe I need to swap over to that tune in and you can you can just pause it and hit play when you think it's ready
0: yeah you you can't let it buffer too far but i think you get about 60 seconds in there we'll we'll play on delay but it's not like a full retirement again but what this reminds me of it's there are two broadcasters i wasn't a tech fan until i got to tech really but they're kind of two sportscasters that have kind of just always been my I, i i just want to listen to them call games and it's Dave Nitz and what and Jim Henderson when he called Saints games, oh, yeah. and so Man. to have Henderson step down in 2018 and now Nitz step down from the football basketball side of tech, it's it just listening to sports games just don't sound the same, or they at least they won't sound the same without Nitz there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, good for him. Congratulations on yeah, on yeah, definitely. It's going down <laughs> again to when you're doing point, something that long. Right, right, and he he loves baseball. I mean, he shit. He used to call. He used to go on the road in the summers and call like. Double A baseball games in like South Dakota and shit because he just loves calling baseball, right? So, and I'm sure they paid him for it, right? It, it was a job still. But <laughs> it was just like, you know, baseball is his number one sport and it's good to see him like kind of say, you know what, before I like hang it up for good, I'm going to keep calling baseball. And why would you not want to call this baseball team, right? So, yeah, this is a,
0: this is the tech baseball team to call when you're ranked for as many consecutive weeks as we've been. It, it almost feels like a just, normal oh yeah we've got a number by your name we're used to at least on the football side you get a number by your name and then you lose two games and then you never get it again but the baseball (laughs) team is hanging on to it for dear life
2: i was gonna say i feel like the normal for this would be oh yeah we're doing so good and then we get blown out of the water by like rice or some other team that's not very good (laughs) that seems like a more normal
1: we get swept at home by Marshall next weekend <laughs> They're coming right. in at 0-16. Like, oh, yeah, that, that feels yeah. like par for the course for Tech, but...
0: That um, would be normal. It feels like the other hand is coming or the other shoe is dropping, whatever the, the phrase is. It feels like, oh, yeah, this is nice. But, like, we've been here before when it comes to we've got a good team. Everything's going well. We're just waiting for something bad to happen.
2: And then J-Mar gets suspended.
0: Yeah, <laughs> again.
2: <laughs> again. <laughs>
0: You, you said Marshall a second ago. Yeah. Uh, but oh, God. I know, the baseball team, too. Maybe we're on to something here. It's all coming together. But, yeah, Tech did not blow it this past weekend on the road in Houston against Rice. A four-game sweep over the Owls, and three of those four were very convincing wins, and the other was a come from behind that may have not been as close if it went a full nine innings. We'll never know. But let's start with Game 1. Game 1 was... The complete game shutout for Jonathan Fincher, who got yet another quality start on the mound and kind of kept our bullpen in the bullpen and just didn't let them out. Put the lock on the door and, and went out there and, and pitched nine Did solid cage innings. Did he
2: those dogs?
0: He, um. Yeah, he locked them up in the kennel.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah, You're on the road. The student section is not called the kennel. That's where the bullpen and all the pitchers <laughs> stay. But yeah, only four hits allowed and Tech score six. And yeah, they're just, this this was a fun game and they would probably only get more fun from here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you can't say enough about Fincher so far this season. I mean, he's making a case like legitimately to be an All-American. Like he's he's really, really good. LaTeX Sports Report has a tweet um, earlier this evening, Monday. Um, Fincher is tied for first in shutouts. He's tied for second in terms of record. He's 6-0 and on the year. Third in ERA 1.35, third in Quip 0.79, and uh and tied for third in complete games, and that's he's also first in all of those categories in the CUSA. USA. So Did I you mean, say Quip or whip? I said Quip. Quip. <laughs> Got a cool quip. why are you saying that so weird? Anyway. Um <laughs> Um Yeah, so so Fincher, geez, Like what what else can you say? Four hit shutout? I mean it's not a it's not a no hitter, but he had a no hitter going through five, right? So
0: yeah, no hit. A college baseball team, and again, Rice is not the. They won a national championship in this. It's twenty twenty one now. It's been a few years, but they've <laughs> they've won one relatively recently. I was going to say For decade, say but just decade, I, yeah, yeah. It's I think it was like it was twenty years ago or something. Right? So yeah, not not like
1: yesterday but still like i have lucid thoughts from when from that year so i mean that, that's something right it wasn't like
0: 1942. wow we to call out call out all the older members of the of yeah. the listening community it, anyway yeah if you're listening uh, to this I
1: podcast mean, and you have lucid thoughts from 1942. i sincerely apologize to you for that comment That was very <laughs> insensitive
0: yeah, Tech also, though, didn't start off too hot in this first game, though. They only had three hits through five innings, and they all came in different innings. So they weren't really able to put together any kind of run, and that's why it was scoreless going into the sixth inning. But starting on what would become a theme of the weekend, a Taylor Young walk, <laughs> Tech scored three runs in the sixth on three run, three hits, three walks, and a balk to score that third run of that inning. Yeah, a balk. A uh, a. Bu-
1: uh, uh, <coughs> So okay, let me just, Courtney, you want to, can, can you and I guess what a bulk is and then have Nathan explain it to us?
2: So I only know what a ball, oh, no, wait, Evan, you go first.
1: Okay. Well, I think a bulk is when the pitcher like makes a motion towards the plate or something, but then doesn't pitch the ball. But I've also seen a balk where like the ball slid out of the pitcher's hand or something like that. And it was called a balk. So I have no idea. Uh, I think it has something to do with the pitcher making a move towards the plate, but not actually, like, going through with it.
2: So, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's when – so, yes, what you just said. But the only reason why I know that is because when we were at a Nationals game the year that they won the title, I don't remember who they were playing, but – He literally made that motion or he looked at one of the umpires and said, I'm going to balk and then turned around and threw it to second instead of like pitching the motion that he said. So that's the only reason why I know what it is. But is that right, Nathan?
0: Yeah, that was the Dodgers against the Cubs. So that's why.
2: Oh, the the Dodgers against the Cubs?
0: Yep. Yeah. So a balk is actually a, it's not just one thing, but what usually gets called for a balk is when, a pitcher, once you start moving towards home plate, you have to deliver a pitch to the plate. So you can't, if you're trying to keep a runner from stealing second, you can't start to like throw a ball to home plate and then just swing around and throw it to first. Once you start moving towards home, you have to throw a pitch. And That's so the, basically what I said, I think, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so okay. the, the time where the ball you fell out of his through. hand meant that the pitch wasn't delivered to first base and so it can be called a balk. I didn't quite see this one, and, and as we'll get to in a couple games later, the Rice broadcast didn't usually like to show replays or sometimes even plays where Rice wasn't looking very good when they cut out the video feed prematurely. But yeah, the balks are very rare and even more rare when you have bases loaded or especially a runner at third because you're trying to make sure you don't balk because that's an easy way to give up a run, and that's exactly what Rice did. It didn't really matter here, though, because it was the third run of six that Tech scored, and Rice scored zero, so it's just kind of a neat thing that happened then, I guess, because the Dogs score three more in the eighth on one hit. Only one hit, three runs, because three straight walks, a strikeout, and then another walk, walked in a run, and then one hit, had (laughs) two more RBIs there.
1: Yeah, I loved. I loved. Um, I think I was listening to Dave Nitz at the end of this game, and he's just like three runs, one hit, <laughs> no errors. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a, a theme, another theme of this weekend, at, like you said, walks is a theme. Taylor Young walks specifically, but also Rice's bullpen, not great. That's a, a big theme of this weekend too. I mean,
0: Rice pitching in general. I guess they they start out great. But I mean, even Tech Batters the second time or third time through the lineup, their starter pitching, starting pitching, just kind of falls apart as Tech Batters start to see them better. Yeah. But the Saturday early game was really the close one, and the one that I want to talk the most about, just because it's probably the most exciting in terms of actual baseball and not just from a tech perspective and beating up on your opponent. Like
1: I
2: was the, really the bell should have been wrong. I was really, really, really pulling for Rice to win this game so I could get some points in the contest this week.
0: No, 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 no,
1: no. That's not how this works.
2: I'm sorry. I thought you wanted me to beat your brother.
1: <laughs> not if it takes away sweeps from rice on the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some things are more important. So Tech scored seven runs in this game. They went at seven to six. Five of those seven runs came in the last or the final two innings, the sixth and seventh inning. Just only did damage after, after the first five. The Bulldogs actually did jump on top first with solo home runs by Cole McConnell and Kyle Hassler. But then Rice then knocks Ryan Jennings out of the game with four runs on five hits and an error. I believe that's the second inning. I didn't write it down. Uh, And then Uh, the Owls, third inning. Thank you. The Owls had a two-run home run in the fifth, and now they're up six to two.
1: Yeah, at this point, I wasn't feeling great about the game, but I wasn't like, you know, normally at this point if we're down six to two and it's a seven-inning game and it's the fifth inning, I would have been like, Man, all right, we lost this one. Let's move on to the next one. But like we oh, kinda said team. last week, with this team, I was still holding on to this game. I was like, you know what? I think if we could, if we can, you know, do something here, we'll be all right.
0: And, and yeah, they they did something. I guess is the they way did to put do it. Something. Tech immediately cuts into that lead with a solo shot by Philip Metulia and a a double by Corona that scores a run. So now it's six to four. The seventh inning, the deciding inning. If if Rice just gets three outs here, they win the game. It starts with guess what? A Taylor Young walk. Then yep. Wells and Bates get on. I believe via walk and hit. I think they get on to load the bases. But either way, Young scores on a wild pitch. Now it's six to five, and Wells and Bates move over to second and third. Garcia hits a double here that empties the bases, scoring again Wells and Bates. Tech takes the lead, seven to six. After this, Tech records three straight outs. So Tech scores no more runs here, no more hits or anything. If it weren't for that wild pitch, Bates probably doesn't score from first on that double by Garcia. So because of the heads up, base running by Young, seeing the wild pitch and moving into score, Tech wins this game, or at least it doesn't go to extras because of that, which is nice. Taylor Young was a very good player on this <laughs> on this uh, weekend series. <laughs> If for no other reason than drawing walks, but also just heads up base running by him too.
2: Let me ask this question. So since this is a double header, if they would have tied it, would it have gone into extra innings?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm still hung up about the tie game or the tie game from last week that we were discussing.
0: Yeah. That would be a Sunday issue because it's a travel issue because the team will leave at some point on Sunday. Great comeback. I mean... A, but, but it's not over yet, though, because Bryce oh, yeah, right, yeah. still has a chance in the bottom of the seventh. It's it's not over, especially because Landon Tompkins, who's been Tex kind of surprised out of the bullpen. He's been one of our best. And he does hit the first batter, which is not great on the second pitch. But then three straight ground balls to the interior infield that are each yeah. flipped to second base to record the out. So three straight fielder's choice to end the game. <laughs> yeah, you
1: love
0: to see it. I mean, none of them were hit hard enough to be double play balls, which was a good thing and a bad thing. It allowed the defender to get to the ball in time, so none of them were making it uh, through any gaps because of how softly they were hit, but they also weren't hit hard enough to get to the guy in time to, to turn two.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird to see. I mean, three straight fielder's choices, that is that is a strange sight. Um. Also, speaking of strange sights, in the top of the seventh, after Young Walks, they bring in a guy named Garibay to pitch and then he pitches um, until they get looks like until they get two out so after we've scored our runs and Matulia and McConnell both fly out Garibay then moves to right field and then he batted in the next inning which is super weird
0: it's very unusual for a player to both pitch and hit in the same game In college baseball which is kind of a fundamental baseball thing but whatever the dh is blasphemy but that's a topic for probably an off-season show where i just complain about baseball things for an hour and a half because
2: can we just like you guys should do a podcast per sports per sport and talk about just things that you don't like about it
0: (laughs) yeah i I don't think there's enough complaining about sports on the internet so yeah i think you're right the (laughs) internet needs more complaining about sports But you
2: have to do it with like a chuckle, like you guys do it in a funny way, not in a annoying way.
0: (laughs) Ha ha ha! Life is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, but there was nothing to complain about in Game Three, though. A game that Tech won Uh twenty to six. Uh, How'd that go exactly, Evan?
1: Uh, we won twenty to six. Uh, (laughs) We were up (laughs) twelve to nothing after three innings. Um, yeah, that's. I I mean.
2: How dare we let them score six?
1: I mean, if you look at the scoring summary here, it's pretty ugly. A lead-off home run from Taylor Young, and that, that you know, sums it up. Then a an eight-run second inning with, I believe, weren't there like seven or eight hits in a row in that one too? Matulia McConnell, Corona, and Brantley all single. Then Alex Ray strikes out. Young walks, go figure. Bases are loaded. Wells singles up the middle, scoring three. Uh, Bates singles, or wait, no. Was it scoring three? No, scoring two. Sorry. Wells only scored two. My bad. Trying to give him an extra RBI. <laughs> Bates singles. Garcia doubles. And then that's pretty much it for the inning. Um, oh, wait, no. There's another nope. single. <laughs> ah, sorry, sorry, McConnell. McConnell had two singles in this inning. So, yeah, eight runs, eight hits, one error um, in the second. So Tech is up nine to zero. And it feels like we just kind of didn't realize that first game had ended. And we were still trying to come back from some insurmountable, you know, (laughs) we figured out how to bet at the end of that second game.
2: I kind of felt like after it was like, okay, game two, we survived. Like we got through this. And then I felt like that in that, I mean, you can either go one of two ways. You can either keep that momentum going or you can just be like, okay, we just won that game and now it's just going to go to hell from here. But like, they really just kept going and going and going.
0: Yeah, the Energizer bunnies bat- of <laughs> of batting.
2: They put in a car <laughs> battery, battery into the Energizer bunny.
0: And just exploded for 20 <laughs> runs. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I was trying to get at a little bit earlier with the last two innings is when the bats woke up in that second game, the early Saturday game. And it's, yeah, they just never went back to sleep. They just kept going and going and going. They Energizer, remembered how to hit and the kept show. going. Yeah. And they kind of kept going Sunday too. Sunday was also a pretty good game, even though it was at, in doubt for a little bit. But uh, Tech does finish off Rice here with a 13-4 W. I did say in doubt because after the third inning, Rice was leading by a run, two to one. But we've seen this offense. We've seen our bats. We know what they can do. And after that third inning, the next two innings, the fourth and the fifth, the Bulldogs explode for six runs and then also add six more in the final two innings. And yeah, they score 13. They went 13 to four. And 13 sounds like a lot of runs in baseball. But when they score 20 in seven innings the day before, <laughs> it's, yeah. it may be a little less impressive.
2: <laughs> TLDR, yeah, um, we ate rice.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, we we scored 46 runs. Is that right? Um, that sounds right. That's math. That's nah. pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, in four games. That's yeah, not pretty too good.
0: shabby. Uh, yeah, it, it almost just doesn't sound believable. It sounds like <laughs> a simulation. Like, you're playing on Matt, Like, there hasn't been a college baseball game since the PS2, but it sounds like you're playing a Dynasty in that. Because it sounds exactly like the kind of thing I would do if I could find a PS2.
1: Yeah, poor Nathan. Poor Nathan.
2: Mm-mm. Not enough gaming consoles in this house.
0: For real, yeah. Don't even have the PS5 yet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so this was a pretty good weekend just to undersell it a little bit for tech baseball. Who do you guys think were the best of the pretty good weekend? Who do you think were the players of the weekend? Evan, you want to start us off?
1: Man, there's, there's a lot of people, obviously when you score 46 runs, uh, and how many did race score, I guess they scored like 14 or 16 or something like that. So (laughs) they tried, right? They tried. Um, so not everybody
2: can be number fourteenth in the country or whatever we are now.
1: Yeah. So I mean you you gotta you gotta mention a guy like McConnell coming back from an injury going seven for eighteen with a couple dingers, I think, right? Or he had one home run. Um Hasler had two home runs. I think his only two hits of the weekend were home runs. That's that's yep. interesting. But I'm going <laughs> with the guy we've alluded to this whole recap, Taylor Young. He batted four for eleven. Okay, that's you know that's that's okay, right? Three three sixty four is his average, but eleven at bats in four games when you score forty six runs for your leadoff guy, that doesn't sound like a lot of at bats, right? That's because when you get walked or hit by a pitch, it doesn't count as an at bat. And Taylor Young got walked nine times and got hit by one pitch, so that's ten free passes for him. And the reason that I that I'm choosing him. It's not because he's, you know, he's got that, what is it, Rustin and and Vision good eye or whatever. God, that's um, drilled in my
0: head so hard after yeah, listening I to so many games He
1: watched so much that the, that's, like, the best thing to sponsor for a tech game. Rustin
0: Eye Vision is getting their money's worth with yeah. the sponsorship this year.
1: Yeah, whatever we're charging him, charge him double. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they're getting a lot of use out of that one, but, um, so, so the main reason I chose this is because I noticed like what happens when he gets on base for free. Cause a lot of times it's he's leading off or he's like second in the, in the inning or something. And nine times out of the 10 times he got walked or hit by a pitch, he got into scoring position. So second or third base or scored six of those 10 times he scored himself. And then he also had an RBI walk, which I just love RBI walks. Right. I mean, (laughs) you gotta love it. Right. Um, so we scored seven runs this weekend alone off of Taylor Young being really good at watching the ball go by when it's not in the strike zone. So um, also worth mentioning that one of his runs was as the leadoff batter in that critical top seventh in game two when Tech was down by I think two runs going in. And I mean like you said, Nathan we're three we're three outs away from losing that game and Taylor Young leads it off with a with a full count walk. So who knows how that inning goes if he strikes out? You know. Yeah,
0: the, the way you put it, of Taylor Young is very good at just watching bad pitches go by, it makes it sound like Taylor Young is very good at doing nothing and just standing there.
1: <laughs> no, and think Nitz even even said at one point too that like it's it's sometimes hard like because you want to get hits, especially like in critical situations like that when you're down two runs and like Taylor Young's pretty he's a good batter too right so you know you, you're like man if i could like that pitch is a little bit high or a little bit outside like i can go hit it and maybe get to second base but like no he'll just he's like no i'll just get on base because i don't need the glory i'll just you know i'll just no big deal score six times this weekend off of free passes right so that yeah that's worth a shout out in my opinion
0: yeah you got the money ball he gets on base how successful would it. a
2: baseball player be if they just stood there and didn't swing at any pitches?
0: It depends on how long it takes the other team <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, and, and, and Taylor Young, though, even beyond his walking, he did bat 364 batting average on the weekend. So even when he did swing the bat, he was good at it. This was a great yeah. weekend.
1: he got the eyes in a home run, too. I mean, he, and a double. So, I mean,
0: yeah, those there's a reason why people football. pitch around him. Yeah, yeah, for sure
1: there's a reason he's the lead off too. Cause he gets
0: on base. <laughs> yes. Uh, Courtney, who do you pick?
1: <laughs> um,
2: so I agree with Evan. There are definitely a lot of people on this team this week. That would be great contenders for player of the week, but I'm going to give it to Jonathan Fincher. Uh, Evan kind of touched on him earlier because of the first game, but with the complete game shutout on Friday night, he lowered his ERA for the season to 1.35, which I am being told that is a very good ERA. Um, The article I was reading today said, (laughs) um, the article that I was reading today said that that puts him at 19th in the country. He was also named for the second time KUSA pitcher of the week uh, for the second time this season. He upped his win streak to six and zero for the year, which is second best in the NCAA, and then is also tied for third in complete games and the WH or WHIP is sixteenth as well in the country. So, a lot of stuff going on with him, all very good things. I really like the way our pitchers look this year. Um, you know, starter starting pitchers and bullpen overall. But I mean, he's he is someone definitely to be looking out for.
0: So, my player that I'm picking this week is the guy who had 18 at-bats and 11 hits. <laughs> Pretty good weekend out of Hunter Wells, the number two hitter. Scored eight runs. Only Taylor Young scored more with nine on the weekend. Hunter Wells also had a home run, had two walks. Well, I've had Measly two walks after yeah, what we just no talked life. about. Him. Just overall, he was kind of the, the most effective hitter when it came to tech baseball over this weekend. OPS is a stat that i've used for a lot of other things it's on base plus slugging so how often do you get on base plus how good are you when you get a hit and
1: so slugging like takes into account doubles and triples and home runs yes into average
0: basically yeah so a home run is worth four times as much as a single because home runs get you four bases rather than one ops it's meant as a a long average you're not supposed to to do this what i'm about to say for take a four game sample size with it because it gives some pretty wonky numbers when you do that but hunter wells of of the starters he had the highest ops on the weekend for the team 1.706 that's unsustainable but also very good a player that has above a one is an amazing player above 0.8 or 0.9 is a very 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 good player and so to have one at almost two and 18 at bats over the weekend that's that's insane
1: yeah and it's also worth noting his ops on the season is 1.016 so you just said like 0. 0.8 is is amazing so yeah yeah across a 31 game sample size he's 1.016 so also taylor young 1.006 so yeah there's a reason why we ranked as
2: high as we are yeah I'd like to also give a special shout out to Coach Lane Burrows for getting ejected in the first game.
1: (laughs) That that was interesting. Let's talk about that in a second because I did want to say something about Wells too. Um, Apparently, according to Dave Nitz, he's he's pretty superstitious. So on that Sunday broadcast, Nitz started talking about how he had a conversation with Parker Bates on Saturday night after the games, and Parker Bates was talking about how after Taylor Young hits, if he gets on base wells like has to be the one to pick up his bat so i guess in one of these games like young dropped his bat right by bates in the on-deck circle but bates like knew that he wasn't allowed to touch it until wells came over to hand it to him so that was just kind of funny and then after Nitz said that i think it was like in the first or second inning of that game i started watching how wells bats and so he does this thing where um you know how like when a when a pitcher's getting ready, they kind of like lean over and look at the catcher and then they stand up and like get into their throwing motion. So like Wells, he stands completely still and holds his bat up in front of him. Like he's a freaking statue of Liberty. Um, just looking at the picture. <laughs> but then he's also like holding his helmet in his right hand. So he's holding his bat in his left hand and he's holding his helmet, like the brim of his helmet in his left hand. Shit. I said left hand twice, but his helmet in his right hand. And he waits. He will stand like that for, like, seven seconds and wait for the pitcher to make the move. And then once the pitcher, like, stands up and gets ready to throw and, like, brings the ball and the and the glove together, Wells will, like, flip his bat around and, like, get ready to bat, you know? But it's, it's like, not probably worth taking two minutes to explain on our podcast, which is not a visual medium. <laughs> but then... Like, watch it next time you watch a tech game, listeners. Like, check that out. He does it literally every single pitch, like, every single time he does it. And there must be some method to his madness because he's the best hitter on our team. So, I'm just saying,
2: I, I know that. Like, because we've done some stuff because I mean, Nathan and I, I think both of our favorite sports are baseball, but and we've done some stuff like at Nat's Park that's like behind the scenes stuff. And like, all the stuff I've ever heard is that baseball players in general are more superstitious and like that's they're very superstitious like with walk-up music and like everything so that doesn't surprise me at all with the way that he does things but I definitely will be looking for that next time because I think I like you started saying that it's like I know exactly what you're talking about yeah you're saying
1: it like I bet if you could like superimpose like all You know,
0: however many at-bats he has this season. Oh, God,
2: Nathan, I have a project for you. Yeah,
0: I'm hearing that, too. (laughs) He's got 128 at-bats.
1: If you took all 128 at-bats, every single pitch that he faces, I guarantee you it would look exactly the same. Uh, Let's see how
0: many I can get the video of. Kusa TV only has so many games. But, yeah, (laughs) this sounds like a fun project for me to do when I have zero free time. (laughs) We may not have to look back past games because he may do it again this weekend against Southern Miss in a four-game series. That's right. We're playing Southern Miss again. Uh, we talked about this few few weeks ago when we were talking about the schedule. The Conference USA is doing travel partners this year, so you'll play the same team twice for whichever team is your travel partner, home and away. This time it's Southern Miss's turn to come to Ruston.
1: Yeah. Um, not, not a fan of how CUSA decided to handle this season, but – um, I guess it helps our RPI, but like our RPI is already number seven in the
0: country before we yeah. play this. It's uh, weird so we... not to need the strength of schedule help.
1: Yeah, we are the strength of schedule help in this game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, We're helping LSU look good right now. Yeah,
1: well, darn. Mm.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get our revenge. We have a couple yeah. weeks left. We'll get our revenge.
1: <laughs> Wait, are you saying you we'll start losing and make their RPI go down? Or No,
0: we'll play them again and we'll beat them. Okay, good. <laughs> like that way, Making me clarify. Um, yeah. Because,
2: because as Nathan said last week, we have to beat them at least once this year, right? <laughs> I hope
1: right. so. The, the <laughs> softball team almost got it done. We'll get there. We'll
0: almost. We'll get there. We're almost there in the notes. Yeah. So last time these teams played, it was only three weeks ago. Tech took game f- three of the four games in Hattiesburg, including game four. And since that game four in Hattiesburg, the Golden Eagles have not lost. They three games swept UTSA and four games swept UAB.
2: They mad mad.
0: So Tech is top 10 in RPI. Are they seven or nine, something around there right now? Uh, Southern Miss is also pretty pretty high up there. They're number 19 in RPI or number 20, depending on where you're looking right now. And they also are ranked in one of the baseball polls, uh, College Baseball now. I forget what the N stands for, but CBN, they're number 21 in that poll. When it comes to their team though we'll talk about this guy in a second because he may or may not play charlie fisher he's their best batter without a doubt ops of over one a 1.125 uh he's actually better than any tech hitter when it comes to ops and that's saying something because tech has some hitters uh the next best is uh reese ewing ewing has an ops of 0.971 they have another cup uh gabe montenegro was a guy i know we were scared of last time we played uh, he's, I have him listed as the fourth best hitter, .939 OPS. Uh, that Reese Ewing guy is probably their best home run hitter. Him or Danny Lynch. They've been kind of the two guys who have hit the most home runs for the team. Starting pitcher, just to say these names again, even though it's only been a couple weeks. Hunter Stanley, Walker Powell, and Ben Etheridge have been their kind of 1-2-3 starting pitching punch. Not that that's the order they go in, but ERA-wise. All have a sub-3 ERA, so hopefully they're able to not do that. And their their bullpen, Ryan Ock, has been Southern Miss's one of their most used relievers. He's pitched 17 innings out of the bullpen so far this year and has an ERA of under one, 0.53. He hasn't let up pretty much anything, and has allowed when he does allow a hit, it's almost always a single. Ninety-two percent of the time a player's gotten hit off him, it's been a single, and only the other seven percent or eight percent go to doubles. So not getting a home run or a triple off of him, at least so far this year. Hopefully we're able to, to break through if we face Ryan Ock on the mound.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely see him in relief at certain points. Um, I'm looking, it looks like he pitched about, a, about an inning and a half or a, a one and two thirds innings against us in the last series. Yeah, three strikeouts in one inning, but he also allowed two hits yeah i mean i'll I'll be interested to see if we can you know put up the same hitting that we did against their against their better pitchers you know and then the one game that they won against us last time was really really just our pitching fell apart right not not anything we still scored six runs so when we lost so i mean
0: and six all, runs is a normal amount of winning team scores. Just because yeah. our normal meter is kind of broken off this yeah. past weekend.
1: We didn't score twenty? What the fuck? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, so those games, just as
1: a quick refresher, it was three to two on uh Friday night, fourteen to six loss the first half of the doubleheader, four to zero win with Cade Gibson throwing a complete game shutout in seven innings, and then an eight to seven win on Sunday. So pretty pretty good games, except for that that
0: second game of the series yeah if we can just ignore one game out of every four game series we this would be an we'd even be better the... team than they somehow are <laughs> I don't know how that would be even possible but yeah let's talk about their best hitter charlie fisher evan i know you kind of scoured some conference usa message boards uh, earlier tonight and you found some yeah worrying news yeah. if you're southern miss
1: yeah, so Charlie Fisher, like you mentioned, he's their best hitter with that 1.125 OPS batting batting 333. Uh, he apparently had his hand spiked while sliding into home so that he ran into the catcher's cleats. Um, and the commenter says it looked like a lot of blood and they would assume that he got he needed stitches. Um, I do believe that as we record, they've already ruled him out for Tuesday's game. They're not saying anything about this weekend, obviously, but hmm, seems I don't know if if you have a bunch of stitches in your hand, like there's got to be a healing process before you can like hold the bat, you know, um, without those stitches ripping open. So, yeah, not to get too but there's late
2: nothing running. stopping him from being a designated runner, or I'm sorry, a pinch runner.
1: Yeah, but he has zero stolen bases and God. zero attempts. So you, I'm you not. You need to don't looking know, that up as a base runner but um i mean maybe maybe they'll bring him along for the trip and you know if he can get on the base and like do something maybe that'll be a, a way for southern miss to pump
0: themselves up i don't know yeah he is on a five game hitting streak as well so
1: oh my god what is well's hitting streak at this point is it like 19
0: or 17 <laughs> i don't know i had to check my thing because i the GoTech stats account I wrote a, a script that would tweet out that the hitting double, triple and home run streaks and on base streaks for tech players and I thought it was broken because Wells number kept going up, but nope, that's that was yeah, accurate last time I checked.
1: Seventeen games. If your thing is accurate, he was at sixteen going into Sunday and he definitely got four hits in that game. So um And yep,
0: it says sixteen here. Bates has five as the next highest. Yeah. Or I guess six so, after after Sunday.
2: Anybody know what the longest streak in NCAA is right now?
0: I'm not sure what the current streak is in terms of the longest ongoing hit streak, but Rob Ventura in 1980s and '87 had a 58-game hitting streak.
2: Holy moly! For Oklahoma
0: State, yeah, that's wow. it's listed as college baseball's most unbreakable record. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, good luck. Challenge I accepted. I I don't think Wells
1: has that many games left in his career, unfortunately, to get up there because he he's just got to
2: keep batting around. Then,
0: well, that doesn't help. We got to add more games to the schedule is the bigger issue.
1: <laughs> we gotta, we gotta like take as many games as we can to win the College World Series. So like, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> just lose, to get in that streak, just to get in the you know the losers bracket of each thing and you know then win our way back in.
2: He'd be the ultimate underdogs
1: can we just like take a second and appreciate that we're the number 14 baseball team in the (laughs) country like what the fuck we've just been doing this podcast as if everything's normal it's not normal okay (laughs) i feel strange we're set
2: to implode anytime now
1: (laughs) but like here's the thing like it's baseball so if we lose like if we split with southern miss or even if they take three games we'll still be in the top 25 like we're Southern Miss is good. Like, we probably wouldn't even lose that many spots if we lose three of these games.
0: Yeah, but, no, I, I and agree. And
1: we're not going to either. So, like, that's the thing. <laughs> it's fucking crazy.
0: Like, we're at the point now, too, where if we take, if we split this series and we go two and two against Southern Miss, I'm still probably pretty happy. I, I'll be much happier if we take three or four. But this is an opponent that's very good and it, it's easy to steamroll. It's not easy to steamroll Rice, but we just did. But it's much more difficult to take these games from Southern Miss. But yeah, we do need to appreciate this team. Again, like I said earlier, tech football and tech basketball have gotten national attention before, but they've never reached that attention and then stayed there, at least in a long time. Yeah. And Um, it's only been a few weeks, but still, we're we're getting close to the end of the season too.
2: I want to see us with this single digit by our names
0: by the end of this. Uh, (laughs) Please.
1: We're at the point right now where the D1 baseball guy, Kendall Rogers, is saying that we should be a lock to host a regional. And now they're deciding the regionals different. They're like deciding them at the beginning of May instead of after everything's shaken out because they need time to. um, I I saw that it's because they need time to like ensure the COVID protocols are in place, um, which they wouldn't have time to do in the normal window, like between conference championship week and regional week. So anyway, this guy's saying we're a lock. To host, because he's like, nobody else in Louisiana is going to do it, so give it to the best team. And it, that's us. We're the best team. Yeah. What?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, hearing best team in Louisiana. Wait, huh? Yeah,
0: and up, granted, hold up, hold we hold haven't up. done that great against the state of Louisiana in baseball this year. Those have been our, our few losses that have come to those we programs.
1: Swept Southern, but... We swept Southern, we swept ULM, that's eight wins right there.
0: Doesn't count. um
1: the other
0: ones? Practice games. I, I do also appreciate our stalling from talking about softball yep. because, yeah, mm-hmm. this was not yep. our week. Yep.
2: Supposed to play two games and somehow went 0 <laughs> yeah. 4.
0: And I predicted that Tech would win both of those games, and they did not, even before we get to that weekend uh, round robin tournament. But they almost did beat LSU. They had them on the ropes, at least. Uh, LSU is number 15 in softball. And Tech held a one-run, four-to-three lead after five innings. Softball was seven innings in college.
2: Man, I really, really, really was trying to hold out hope. And I was like, oh, wow, Nathan may actually be onto to something. Maybe they will <laughs> beat LSU. And then... Uh,
0: they had six outs left, and then LSU played it three runs in the sixth. And the Texters weren't able to score any in the seventh. And they take it six to four it gets worse though because mcneese is not as good as lsu uh i don't remember exactly how good we said that mcneese was last week but we felt pretty 70
2: second no i yeah. said that they i was confident that it was an even match and then i realized oh wait a second they're much higher than we are we were supposed to have like a four percent chance of winning this game
1: that was the lsu game i, I believe it gave us like a 19 percent chance mm. I it's, it's not great
0: and this game went like they had a nineteen percent chance to win because McNeese won seven to one. I forget McNeese is in the state sometimes. So <laughs> it's just to lose to a state in state school that you forget about all the time is not a great feeling. But the Texas weren't done. Midweek they announced that they were playing a round robin tournament, so they would play Mississippi State and Oklahoma, each once at Dr. Billy Bundrick Field. I agree, the more I say it, the more I like saying it. You said it's fun to say a few weeks ago. Dr. Billy
1: Bundrick. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: you, uh, love, also, you love that, but you don't love these results.
1: Yeah, you left out that Oklahoma is number one in the country. In softball, yeah. So pretty cool to get them to come play. Uh, I don't know why everyone seemed to have an open weekend in the middle of April. That's weird. I was going to gonna
2: say, how did we end up with Mississippi State and yeah, number was, one Oklahoma in a round robin game at Louisiana Tech?
1: Yeah, three different conferences all apparently decided to take April 10th off. Or yeah. For whatever reason, but yeah, so uh, it looks like the Baylor series, uh, Old Miss was, or geez, Old Miss, um, mm. Oklahoma was supposed to play Baylor and it got postponed. Oklahoma coming into this round robin tournament was 28 0. So good luck, Texters. Uh, I wish I could see what the percentage was before this game because I bet it was 1%.
0: It depends on if they round up or not with yeah. fractions or percentages. How did those games go though, Courtney?
2: Uh well, I mean, the Mississippi State game went okay enough. I mean, only losing two to zero, uh, that's closer than the other games. For Well, not closer than the other games, but it was a close game. The Bulldogs' Annie Willis, uh, no hit the Texter er, – Oh my god, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Annie Willis, hit no hit the Texers and again two and win for Mississippi State. I mean, not bad, but then uh we did get a hit against Oklahoma, so I guess that's that's good. <laughs> but we ended up getting run ruled after the fifth inning, losing ten to zero. So not a great weekend for the Texers, but you know, I, I think I think this week may may go a little better.
1: Hey, what the the Oklahoma softball team started out this season at UTEP and they beat them 29 to 0 and 21 to 2. So we didn't do well, that, we, that. yeah, no. We
2: definitely most did. Most five that. innings
1: too. Yeah, they were. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> they were 50 runs in 10 innings. Yeah. So oh, play all- the Bonstars. <laughs> I'll take <10. laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'll um, take 10 to
2: 0. Uh
1: yeah. And again, 30 and no. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, my problem is not impressive. with that. We're not being the number one team in the country. I'm a little sad that we got no hit by Mississippi State, mostly because just outside of softball, we've had some not so great success playing Mississippi State. Yeah, just, it, feels, I, yeah. I, I, it feels like they're our kryptonite. Also, Oklahoma swept Team Mexico. Uh, that's <laughs> they just beat a country. They, <laughs> they've tired of playing other colleges. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, I'm done looking at the... I'm going to close out of that window before I see something else I feel like I need to say. Also, I'm pretty sure, though, even though we went 0-4, I'm pretty sure we went up in Massey this week. Is that... Yeah,
0: we got those quality losses. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we were 130 last week, and now we're 1-2-3. So, yeah, we moved up seven places.
2: Hey, look at us. We uh, got those quality
0: SEC losses in Big 12, I guess. But this week, we won't play... Either of those conferences will play the Sunbelt and Conference USA as we play ULM and UAB. Back on back in February, Tech split the two-game series at ULM and won the early, I think, the opening weekend in Monroe. We won the first game 3-2, but then dropped the second game 8-5. to five. ULM is 173rd in Massey, and they're in the middle of an eight-game losing streak. So things yeah, well, are not really going in to the Warhawks' favor.
2: Pack on another one for them.
0: Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and make it nine. The Texans are given a 65% chance to win, so a, a two, two and three-ish odds to win this game. Massey thinks they'll win four to three. Then Tech will travel to Birmingham for a four-game weekend series with UAB with only one doubleheader on Saturday. The Blazers are number 90 in Massey, so Tech is not favored to win this one. They have a 38% chance to win each of these games, and Massey thinks they'll go about five runs for UAB three for tech. So Mm. we're favored against ULM. We're not favored against UAB in softball. In baseball we only play USM, but that's an interesting series too. So we have five Texters games, four Bulldogs games, nine games. How many do you think we'll win this week? Evan, you want to start us off?
1: Oh man. Um gosh. Okay. The Texters, I think they'll beat ULM, and I think they'll split with UAB. So I'm going to go 3-2 for them. Oh, man. Okay, so Southern Miss hasn't lost since we beat them. And who did they play, though? They played UAB, and they played...
0: Who else did they play? They played UTSA.
1: Okay, so UTSA is now, like, the worst team, but they're not like, a baseball power. So eight straight wins for them. We are six and no seven and one across that span i think we win three games man i i think i think we've got it you know i think at worst we split with them and i i don't know i'm feeling three games so i'm gonna go three and or uh what is that six and three for all of the games all
0: right what do you think courtney
2: uh i'm gonna go eight and two overall i agree with evan i think we're gonna beat ulm and we're gonna split with uab but after Whoa. my last few weeks of just sucking at life in the baseball contest i think we're gonna sweep usm
1: wow seven and one against usm in the three week span yeah wow i mean
2: we have that number by our name let's go
0: <laughs> They also can do it name, depending on who you ask
2: Okay, who scored? Who scored forty-eight runs this this past weekend?
0: Yeah, fair point. It was it was forty-six, but fair point. Um, Six and
2: eights get them mixed up in my brain. Don't at me.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm usually the optimist right here when it comes to baseball, softball. I think I think we take one from UAB and we beat ULM. I think is how that goes. But with with baseball, it's easy to be the optimist when. It's it's a like well what could possibly go wrong kind of thing but like right here it feels like it still feels like something's about to go wrong it feels like when's the shit gonna hit the fan when's the team gonna fall apart but it hasn't and i think i think a sweep is is even doable right now we all we had one bad game and we beat them three convincing times out of the four games, I mean, two of those were one-run games, but none of them really felt in doubt. They felt close, but they never felt like we were lucky to win a game from either yeah. of them. Like
2: in the one game that we lost, didn't our bullpen kind of or our pitching kind of crumbled? So if you take that out of the equation and they start pitching hot like we've been doing in the past weeks, like we're gonna sweep.
0: Yeah, I, I can see. I can see the way that Tech sweeps here. Kyle Crigger is back on the menu now. He wasn't available for the, the first Southern Miss series. He's pitched four innings now and has yet to give up an earned run. <laughs>
1: Kirk is back that, on the menu, boys. Back on the
0: menu, yeah. I don't I don't know why that came to mind, but it did. Delicious. Landon Tompkins, to me, I he gave up three runs a few games ago uh, in a game against UAB, I think. And and that was uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic of him. But he's still one of Tech's best relievers. I think we found a bullpen. Yeah. I don't I think I think things can get a lot better. I am not I'm not happy yet. But with Kyle Kriger back on the menu, with Tanner Knight finding his, his stuff and Landon Hopkins kind of coming out of nowhere to be one of our most relate relatable? That's not what I'm going for. One of our most dependable Reliable. guys.
2: Reliable? There we go. Words
0: are hard. Words are very hard sometimes. I mean we we still I think we still would need an armor two that we can count on out of the bullpen. But with our starting pitcher and and Fincher going as long as he has, with with Worf having a, a super quality start every now and then, um, even if Ryan Jennings is able to find his stuff at some point this year and become the guy we thought he was entering the season, I I'm no longer even worried about the bullpen because then we just will never have to use a relief pitcher again. <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> yeah complete game complete game shutouts all four games of series all four games yeah
0: and we don't even need to shut them out we can give them a run or two when, we, when we're feeling charitable but yeah i mean it's it is possible for us to sweep southern misses this this week and a four game sweep of the southern miss never felt possible ever in the history of tech baseball while i've been following it but it does this week and i don't think we'll quite get there i i still think we only win three of these four games but that's still incredible um,
2: oh man, you sounded like you were hyping yourself up to get to that four and zero.
0: I was almost there. I was trying to talk myself into it. But I don't think I. You know what? Fuck it. Tech is going four and zero against Southern Miss. Oh, the, yeah. the softball team will disappoint a little bit. They'll go one and or two and four. But the the baseball team is rolling, and I don't. I'll stop my sentence there. I do know what can stop it. But yeah, so that's that's my prediction for this week. Let's go to the tweet of the week now, though. Uh, Courtney, you had a tweet of the week this week, right?
2: Yeah, I saw two that I really liked. Um, at Corey Diaz underscore TNS uh, tweeted hashtag LaTeX pouring it on now, now up 7-0 on Rice in the top of the second. So, this is the game that we won 20-6, to 6, right? Yes. Okay, So yeah, the game we won 20-6. to 6. And then at Spencer Tillis on Twitter. He has a check mark. I don't know who he is, though, but he got that important check mark. Tweeted back, sounding, sounds like the rice owl's pitchers are broken. I'm sorry, sounds like the owl's pitchers are broken. Perhaps they should try putting them in rice. <laughs> and it made me giggle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the dogs eat rice joke a lot, but this is a nice iteration on the rice's food joke. Right. Yeah. yeah, spencer tillis looks like he's a a sports so, reporter in lynchburg virginia I think, yeah, I, yeah i i figured he was
1: to, i think he used to work maybe with uh cory
0: diaz somewhere
1: okay um, he,
0: he was in louisiana for a bit it says in his bio yeah
2: okay so stick with me here there is a lot of retweets so NC. NCAA... Double A Baseball retweeted or tweeted the week nine rankings, and we have four Conference USA teams that are in the top 25. Um, and so, CUSA BBS retweeted their tweet saying, four in all caps teams in the top CUSA teams in the top 25. And our friends at the UNT6 tweeted saying, What you're saying is, we're a baseball conference. And our Which boy. Is funny
1: because North Texas <laughs> doesn't have a baseball team. So. And, Taco and, Joe, and our boy Taco dude. Joe. Always ready to dunk on North <laughs> <laughs> Texas.
2: <laughs> you're not in the baseball conference.
0: Yeah. Again, <laughs> you another you're one wondering that just why we're not playing North wiggle. Texas. We're not playing North because Texas. They don't have a Texas baseball team. team. Don't have a baseball team.
2: Play their softball team? They have a softball team?
0: yeah i think their softball team's usually pretty good too but
2: yeah so thank you taco joe for making me giggle
0: yeah, yeah. and uh that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please do die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e-d-i-e-d-i-e <laughs> Or you can go to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where we have posts up sometimes, and also where the contest is held. This week's contest is a little special. It includes a question that lets you bet some points to try to catch up to the leaders. And so far, I'm a little disappointed. Nobody has taken me up on that question yet to try to gain some ground, including some people that are pretty far behind and now would think you would have nothing to lose. But That's they still chose not question. to anyway. It's a ballsy question, but I mean, if you want to catch up, you got to catch up. I haven't looked at it yet. But yeah, that that quiz and that contest is gtpdd.dog slash contest. And until next time, I'm Nathan.
1: I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And go check. Ten Tech. points? Please oh don't my die. God, that's all my points.
2: Please don't die, Evan.
1: Yeah, so since, yeah, it was the first game of the doubleheader. Tech lost 14 to 6. Southern Miss has not. Or wait, no. Wait, cut that. I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs>